Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Not once, not twice, but yes, three times, Jesus says to the twelve who are gathered, peace be with you. It should be very clear to us that Jesus wanted his friends to be at peace. He said it. But he didn't just assure it to them. He actually caused it to happen through his presence among them. He brought peace through himself. Peace be with you. But I think for each of the apostles who heard this triple repetition of those words would have received them differently according to their need. That the peace that St. John the Apostle needed and received was much different than the peace of, let's say, Peter needing to receive. And even today, in our own lives, as followers and disciples of Jesus, he offers us peace. But he doesn't just offer it. He brings it according to our need, according to what we personally need. He offers us peace. You know, the Gospels, especially John here, uh, are filled with these incredible accounts of various individuals coming into contact with the risen Christ whether it's Mary Magdalene or the Apostles, they come to encounter the risen Christ. But what's unique, and you could even say specific, for each of them, is that they didn't come to Easter faith, which would be what? Easter faith. Belief in the resurrection. Right? They didn't come to Easter faith that a man who is dead and crucified has now been raised. They didn't come to Easter faith until what? Until they personally came into contact with Christ risen from the dead. They might have seen burial cloths. They might have seen an empty tomb. They might have heard about it from a friend. But it wasn't until they came into personal contact with the risen Christ that they came to faith. And yet John ends his gospel account today with very applicable words to that whole dynamic I just described. That Jesus did many other things in the presence of his disciples and they're not written here. 
But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, from hearing these things, that we may have life in his name. You know, I think we oftentimes forget everyone, at least I can easily do, that in our faith, in the sacraments, in prayer, in works of charity, we ourselves come into real contact with the risen Christ. That is where it happens. And we know that until that happens, until we've come into touch with the reality of the risen Christ, we're not yet brought to Easter faith. For the apostles, it changed that. These are individuals who were changed. These are individuals that then became the great missionaries and martyrs of proclaiming and announcing Christ crucified and raised. It changed them. And it's meant to change us. Coming into contact with the risen Christ in prayer, in the sacraments, in works of charity, is meant to change us. You know, the second Sunday of, of Easter has now for 20 years, actually, this year, been uh, designated by First John Paul II and continue to this very day as Divine Mercy Sunday. To this great act of peace-giving from Jesus was an act of mercy. It was this place where then the apostles came into contact with mercy incarnate, mercy enfleshed, mercy in the person of Jesus. And that's what happens for us too. That we, when coming into contact with him, encountering him, come into contact with mercy itself, mercy enfleshed, mercy in the person of Jesus. And it changes us like it changed the apostles. We don't stand here simply taking trips down memory lane and questioning, did this happen, did this not happen? That's not what any of all of this is about. What the faith is about is a living, personal coming into contact with Christ who was dead, but who is now alive. May we receive not only the peace that he offers and brings, but the mercy that comes our way whenever we bring things to him in a personal, heartfelt, sincere, real, 